thankful we can build our life upon him, aren't you? And we give him the glory this morning. Let's pray together before we begin. Father, we're grateful this morning for your presence. And Lord, we're so thankful that it's in these moments that we can quiet our hearts and our minds and that we can hear your voice. And so this morning, Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would just speak to us through your word. Lord, I pray that you would just quiet our minds today, quiet our hearts, that we might hear exactly what you want to speak to us. We love you, Lord, and we're so grateful for your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, Psalm 119 is where we'll be looking today. Psalm 119. Uh, We start a new sermon series today entitled Daily Pursuits. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking together at ways that we can continue to grow in Jesus, pursue him in deeper ways. I'm thankful that we can grow in our understanding of Jesus Christ and what he desires for our life. And I'm grateful that he wants to speak to us. If you remember last week, we closed out our Life on Mission series by talking about, about the fact that a life on mission grows. And I shared with you that, that during that message that we need to be in pursuit of Jesus and go after him with everything that we have, right? Once he pursues us, once we're trans transformed by his power that we in turn then need to begin to pursue him with all of our heart. Where he goes, I go. Where he turns, I turn. Where he stops, I stop. I want to be walking so close to Jesus Christ that I continually have a clear understanding of what he desires for me. If that's your desire today, say amen. I hope that it is. I hope that you desire to walk that closely to him. I believe that many of us here today really do want to live that way. And so the purpose of this series, this Daily Pursuit series, is to take a look at ways we can practically pursue Jesus every single day. We talk about the desire to grow. Now how do we do that? What does that look like practically lived out for us, and so um, this week uh, we're going to look at some different aspects of that. Aspects of that. This week, I want to encourage you to pursue more of His voice in your ear. To pursue more of His voice in your ear. So I have to ask you this morning: How well do you hear? How well do you hear? I would have to say, if my wife would testify this morning to my hearing, she would say, "I don't hear very well." She would say that about me. She would say, he doesn't hear very well. Some people call it selective hearing. I don't think it's selective hearing. I worked in a, in a manufacturing plant for 10 years or so. I think I have some hearing loss. I struggle at times to hear. In fact, if there's, a, if there's any background noise at all, that's when my trouble begins. If there's a lot of things going on around me, I just struggle to hear clearly and correctly enough to really carry on a good conversation. In fact, if you come down here to pray at the altar, you might notice sometimes that if, if music is playing in the background, when you're talking to me, I'm not looking at you. I've turned like this, so I, hopefully I can hear better what you're saying. I just struggle at times to hear, and no one is affected more than Michelle. She's affected the most. She knows that, and she gets really frustrated with me at times, and rightly so, because when I struggle to hear what she is trying to say to me, then, my, then the way that I cope with that is I start just trying to fill in the gaps on my own. 
So she's trying to tell me one thing, and then I try to take the words I hear and then piece together what it is she's trying to say. For instance, we were in the kitchen the other day, and there was a lot of noise going on. The kids were in there, and they were making racket. The microwave was on, and our microwave sounds like it's getting ready to launch when it runs. It's just really loud. So the kids were in there. The microwave was on. The water was running. And, and so Michelle says to me, this is what she actually said. She said, do you want your potato baked or mashed? That's what she said. Do you want your potato baked or mashed? Well, uncertain of exactly what she said. I filled in the gaps, and I thought she said, did you take out the trash? So I said, no, but I will after we eat. And she's trying to figure out what in the world does that even mean, right? When we don't hear well, there's an immediate breakdown in communication. And because I don't hear well at times, I've had to find some things, a couple of things that, that I've learned that I have to do in order to, to hear Michelle better when she's speaking to me. And I think that these things apply very practically to our walk with the Lord. If we want to pursue and, and have more, desiring to have more of Jesus, his voice in our ear, here's a couple of things that we can do. The first thing that we do if we're going to have more of his voice in our ear is we have to amplify his voice. We have to amplify his voice. How do we do that? Psalm 119, the psalmist can help us here. Let's look. I'll be reading from the message paraphrase this morning because it's just so practical. But you can follow along. Psalm 119, beginning with verse 9. How can a young person live a clean life? By carefully reading the map of your word. I'm single-minded in pursuit of you. Don't let me miss the road signs you've posted. I've banked your promises in the vault of my heart so I won't send myself bankrupt. Be blessed, God. Train me in the ways, in your ways of wise living. I'll transfer to my lips all the counsel that comes from your mouth. I delight far more in what you tell me about living than in gathering a pile of riches. I ponder every morsel of wisdom from you. I attentively watch how you've done it. I relish everything you've told me of life. I won't forget a word of it. How do we amplify his voice? Here's, here's one way. We get in the word alone. Now we can take that one of two ways. We can get in the word alone, and by the way, this is the word of God, and it alone should guide our steps, right? But we also need to get in the word alone, by ourselves. We need to spend time with God and his word. Pursue Jesus Christ through the word of God. Amplifying his voice is digging into the word of God and digging in and digging in and digging deeper and desiring more understanding of God through the power of written scripture. There's power that comes when we read the word of God. If you believe that, say amen. And we need to get in the word of God alone. I hear people say all the time, I just, want to, I just want to hear from God. I just want to know what it is that God wants me to do in this situation. Or I want to hear from God. I just want to know what direction it is that I need to go. The way that we hear from God is to get in the word of God. I want you to understand this morning that his will and his plan for us begins in his word. 
I want to hear him speak into my life. I want him to guide me, right? We want that. We desire that. And that's what the psalmist wanted too. And so he starts here with the word of God. I want you to listen to these pictures that the psalmist is painting. I mean, he truly is desiring to hear more of God's voice in his ear. Listen, let me just break it down very quickly. The psalmist says, I'm in single-minded pursuit of you. Right? Verse 10. I'm in single-minded pursuit of you. In other words, my mind is set on hearing from you, God. Single-minded pursuit. I've banked God's promises in the vault of my heart. Don't you love the way the message puts that? Like, Lord, I've read your scripture, and, I, and I've gleaned from your promises, and, and, I've, and I've tucked them away in my heart because I know there are going to be multiple times in my life where I'm going to no, need to know in a moment's notice exactly what it is that you want me to do. And how do we do that? It's by storing the word of God in our, in our heart. The psalmist says, I'm in pursuit of God. I've banked his promises. He says, train me in your ways of wise living. Where does the training come from? It comes from the word of God. I will speak what you show me, right? In other words, help me to understand what it is that you desire, and I'm going to share it. I ponder the wisdom from you. I meditate, is what he's saying, on your word, oh God. I will relish everything that you've told me. I'll think about it over and over and over again. If you think the psalmist is in pursuit of God, say amen in pursuit of him and he knows that the way that he can hear the voice of God above all the other voices the way that it can be amplified in his life is to get in the word of God alone who or what are you pursuing today are you ample what voice is being amplified in your life this morning verse 14 he says I delight far more in what you tell me about living than gathering a pile of riches I I desire to know more about what you tell me about living than anything else oh God what's he saying I want to hear your voice above all the other voices God let your voice be amplified in my life if you want the voice of God to be amplified in your life today say amen. amen and let me just tell you it comes through the reading and understanding of the word of God. My joy comes from hearing from you more than all of the other things that I can accumulate. Does that describe your life? Or, or does it maybe get flipped around to something like this? I des- delight, Lord, in the pursuit of things more than what you tell me about living. See, it's one way or the other. And I have to ask you this morning, which way is it? Not what, not, not what do we want it to be, but truly which way is it? What are we desiring most in life? To hear the voice of God speak into our lives and to understand it? Or are we so busy pursuing after other things that the voice of God just becomes more quiet and quiet in our ear? Because there's so many other voices. I delight far more in what you tell me and what you tell me about living than anything else. The psalmist was in pursuit of living life God's way and wanted God's voice to be amplified in his life. Scripture, think about this, Scripture is the voice of the Lord for us. As we read Scripture, it is God speaking into our life. So often we hear things that are shared by people around us that sound good. I'm in conversation from time to time and I'll hear people say things to me, all right? Or how about this, I even hear, like occasionally I'm with my daughter and I hear a song on the radio that's maybe not a Christian song and I'll hear lyrics that sound really good and then I think, you know what, that sounds good but 
Like that's not, that, that doesn't even line up with what God's word tells us, you know? I mean, at first it sounds good, but then it's like, wait a second, that, that isn't right. Or, or we see something that, that people that I love and that, that I care about, something that maybe they'll post on, on Facebook or social media, and, and, to, and to read it at first glance, like it sounds really good, and you read it, you think, boy, that's, that's good. Wait a second. Like, kind of good, but that isn't at all what Scripture teaches us. See, what happens is, is that a lot of times some good things are taken and twisted just enough to fit our situation that we capture it and we say, this is good or this fits my situation, but it's not God's word for us. If you're tracking with me, say amen. amen. Like, it's true. And I'm sure that when we read that or hear that, that at first it makes us feel better and justifies maybe what we think or what we feel in, in the midst of a situation that we're in. But the problem is it doesn't line up with the word of God. Think about it, we can get so caught up in personal issues, in relationship issues, in political issues, in social justice issues, in issues on marriage, in lifestyles, and the list goes on, that if we're not really careful, we can begin to let culture dictate to us what's acceptable Instead of asking the question that really matters, God, what do you really have to say about this? God, what is your voice speaking into my life concerning this situation? You see, our culture is demanding that we be inclusive of every idea and every lifestyle and condone every desire that they can dream up. And the result is, if you look around, we don't have to look too far, the result is broken lives and broken families and broken hearts and brokenness. And what we need to hear in the midst of the brokenness is we need to hear the voice of God speak in. I have to remind you today that God has not changed. Would you say that with me this morning? God has not changed. God has not changed. And even though our culture continues to erode, can I remind you today that Jesus Christ is the rock of ages. And he stands firm. And while we should love and care for the souls of those who are deceived by a real enemy, and we should work hard to go out of our way to keep relationships alive with them and show God's love to them, we must also pursue the voice of God and desire that his voice be amplified in our life so we're not carried away by the current erosion of our culture. We need God's voice to be amplified in our heart and in our life. And it happens as we listen to his vo voice through Scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. I know that you probably know this verse, but let me remind you of it this morning. All Scripture is God-breathed. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for. And then, and then we have a list, right? It's useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Can I remind you what scripture is intended to do? It's intended to teach us, but it's also intended to rebuke and correct us and train us in what we should do. In other words, whatever it is, whatever the thought is, whatever, the, whatever it is that's brought into our mind, our heart, our life for the moment, what we need to do is say, God, would you teach me through your word? 
God, if I'm headed down a path and it's not the right path, God, would you correct me by your word? Would you help me to see exactly what it is that you desire in my life, in this situation, in this relationship, in this moment? Because what can happen so easily is we can get carried away by emotions and feelings and by what we want to happen in the situation instead of by really looking to the word of God. Help us. We need to continue to ask God for wisdom. Not only to understand what is right, but his wisdom to give us the grace to continue to live in a world around us where there are going to be times where we have to take a stand for what we know is the right thing to believe in. We need God's help in that. We need his grace in that. We need his love to, show, to, to flow through us in those moments. We need his voice to be amplified. And we get in the word alone. We can hear the voice of God. But we're not limited to just being, it being amplified when we're alone. I want you to realize that God can amplify his voice when we get in the word with others as well. It's great to study the word of God with other people. It's so important, in fact, that we connect in discipleship, that we, that we connect with others because it's in those moments that we hear, can hear the word of the Lord, not just through his written word, but we also begin to, to tap into the experiences of those who we love and that we care about and that who influence our lives. Aren't you thankful for people around you that speak positive truth into your life? And that happens as we gather together in discipleship. Prioritize time. Set it aside to get into a small group or a Sunday school class or accountability time with somebody that you have confidence in where you can get together and study God's word. Let me tell you something. That time set aside is so valuable because what happens in those moments is God's voice is amplified. We can hear him speak in those moments. In fact, how many times have you walked into a setting like that? In fact, let's face it, there are times when we just almost drag ourselves into settings like that. Like we can think of a whole lot of other things that we want to do or could do or whatever the case might be, but we prioritize it and we get there. And, 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 and in that time that we spend there, by the time we're leaving, God has spoken into our heart and our life so clearly that we think, I would have not wanted to have been any other place tonight. Because God has clarified exactly what I've been seeking and desiring. Let me tell you, if we're faithful to plug in and set time aside for God to speak, he is faithful to speak. And today, I mentioned it in your bulletin, there's a couple of new groups starting up, and there's the, the ladies' classes starting a new study, and, and next week we're going to try to have put together like every option that we have across the whole entire week for you to plug into, because it's so important that we make time together to hear the voice of God. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit can bring all of those pieces together when we listen. Desire to hear more of his voice and you're here. We do it by amplifying his voice, but we also do it by reducing the noise. By reducing the noise. If you look in Psalm 119 and we skip down a few more verses, verse 37 says this. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life through your word. Turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. There are two ways for me to hear better, either turn up the volume or 
reduce the noise. When Michelle's trying to tell me something and the TV's on and the kids are playing, uh, I, have to, I have to hit the pause button or the mute button on the TV. I have to tell the kids to be quiet for just a minute. And I have to tune in. I have to reduce the noise in the room. Turn in, to, tune in to hear exactly what she is saying. The psalmist has recognized what we know to be true here. Our eyes and ears get bombarded with so many different things. Our eyes and ears get bombarded with a lot of things and a lot of worthless things, right? A lot of things that don't really matter all that much. And if we're honest, it's a lot of those worthless things that can just suck the life right out of us. It can cause us to, to be so, our atmosphere around us to be so noisy that we mess out on what God wants to speak. What is the noise in your life? What's the noise in your life that's skewing God's perspective? What's the noise in your life that is keeping you from really pursuing God the way that you know that he would have you to be? You see, what happens is this, that when our lives get so noisy, what happens is little by little, we begin to take steps away from the plan that God has for us, decision by decision, small decisions at a time. We find ourselves miserable because we're not hearing the voice of God and we're back to trying to do it on our own. Again, if anyone has ever experienced that besides me, would you say Amen. Little by little, noisy lives, and we don't even realize it. So how, how can we reduce the noise? What can help us? First thing is this, stick with me, living by personal convictions. Living by personal convictions can help reduce the noise. We need more Holy Spirit, God-given convictions in our life today. Let me define this for you this morning, all right? What is a personal conviction? What does that even mean? God wants to guide you. And the main thing, he wants to help keep the main thing, the main things for you. Here's the thing, though. We're all different. All of us are different. The things that, that, that battle for, that cause noise in your life, the worthless things, they may be different for you than they are for me. In fact, I guarantee that they are. So for each one of us, just because of our makeup, we're just different people, Right? And so what we need is for the Holy Spirit to begin to speak into our lives and begin to say, you know what, these are things that I need to begin doing to help reduce the noise. Or, these are things that I need to stop doing to help reduce the noise. Now, these aren't thus saith the Lord things. In other words, the Bible tells us to love our neighbor. That's a thus saith the Lord, right? The Bible tells us do not steal. That's a thus saith, that's a universal, right? But there are some things that should be personal convictions in our life, that God through his spirit has instructed us, this would be good for you. This would not be good for you. I wanna guide you closer to me, I wanna draw you closer, but in order for me to do that, you're gonna to have to listen to the voice of my spirit, and you're gonna to have to not do this, and you're gonna to have to start doing this. You say, Pastor, what are those things? I challenge you this morning, if you haven't done it, you need to start jotting down some of your personal convictions. Now, I'm gonna share a few of mine with you this morning, but remember, these are mine, these are not yours. You can't have them. I'm not gonna share. Here's why I say that. Because we can get legalistic about our personal convictions. In other words, you're gonna hear some things that God's convicted me of, and here's the problem. If I start judging you based on what my personal conviction is, we got a serious issue. I can't do that. I can't judge you based on them. You can't judge me based on yours. These are not things that, that God has said it's universal. They're personal convictions for me. So here's a few from, of mine. Get out of bed early. You say, boy, I'm glad that's yours and not mine. 
God convicted me a number of years ago now that if I want to draw closer in my relationship with him, it's, it's crucial for me to get up in the morning. And so I started getting up at 5.30. And then a few couple years ago, I bumped it to 5. I won't tell you what time I get up these days. But I can tell you this. It's transformed my pursuit of God. I don't share that with you to brag. I share that with you to say, if I cut this out, if I begin to sleep through those moments of the day, I can guarantee you my walk with God will drift. I gotta get up in the morning. It's a personal conviction. I don't go out on Saturday night. Rarely ever will you see me on Saturday nights out and about. It's a personal conviction of mine. I have to prepare my heart and my mind and my soul to be able to share with you on Sunday. Now occasionally you'll see me, but it's a rare occasion. And it's normally because it's at the invitation of someone who really needs me to be someplace or really wants me to be someplace. Most of the time, you'll find me at home on Saturday nights. And Michelle can tell you, six o'clock, seven o'clock, depending on how desperate I am (laughs) for God to help me, I'll make my way to a place in the house. There's hardly a quiet place anymore. But I make my way to a place in the house where things can be quiet. Personal conviction. Another one is be particular about what goes in my mind. I'm particular about what I watch on TV. I'm particular about the books I read, particular about the movies I watch. I'm particular about what news I let in my mind. I'm just particular about that, and the reason is is because those are things that are are worthless and can be very distracting to my personal life. I'm not telling you this is for you. Personal conviction to reduce the noise in my life. And can I just say this on a side note? Will you give me just a brief rabbit trail here? Parents, Be particular about what's going in the minds of your children. I didn't always get it right, but I'll tell you this. When my kids were growing up, we put a filter on our internet to protect them. In other words, if they had, we tried not to let them have unfiltered access to a computer, but if they had it, there, there were places that they could not visit because the website had a block on it. My son, Trent, who is doing the video this morning, would tell you that he was miserable until about the age of 16 because I wouldn't let him play T-rated games. He's still warped, he would say. Because if it says T, that means 13, right? Not at our house. You say, boy, that's really strict. I want to be careful about what my kids are watching, what's letting in. It's a personal conviction. I'm not telling you that you have to do that. I'm telling you I didn't want anything to stunt the spiritual growth of my children at a young age. I was particular about it. I should stop. Another personal conviction is, and I'm not going to talk a lot about this, but my kids were going to be in church. I heard all the stories about pastor's kids and how if you make them go to church and they have to be there all the time and all of the things, it's going to be bad and this and that and the other. Here's what I know. I wanted my kids to be there. There were a lot of other things that were pulling at them, a lot of other things that were keeping them away. I wanted them to know Jesus Christ is the most important thing in my life. And as long as you live under my roof, see, I'm gonna get in trouble. He's the most important thing. He's gonna be the most important thing in your life. It's a personal conviction. What are your personal convictions? I don't have a Facebook app on my phone. I have a Facebook account. If I have time to get on a computer, I check it. But this is recent. What I've found is that when I have a Facebook app or social media app on my phone, it's, a, it's, it's in my face. It creates noise in my life. I care about you. I want to hear from you. You have my phone number. You can call me anytime. You can text me anytime. Facebook is something I just, I, I have to do it at my own pace because it can get so, make so much noise in my life. It's not a bad thing. 
but it can create a lot of noise in my life. It's a personal conviction. What are your personal convictions? I'm not trying to preach you into my personal convictions. I told you, you can't have mine, right? Now here's the only way you can get it. It's not from me, but from the Holy Spirit. Pursue God. Say, God, what is it creating noise in my life? What is it that's, that's causing me to not pursue you the way that I know I want to? What are those things for me? And as God begins to reveal those to you, then guess what? He's gonna give you some things that have to become personal convictions, and you have to believe in them so much, and people may say, well, that's weird. And you may be thinking, boy, I knew I had a weird pastor, but now I really know I have a weird pastor just by me sharing with you some of mine. But here's the thing. If being weird means that I can pursue Jesus more, then I wanna be weird. I just want to do what God wants me to do. I want, I want to pursue him more in my life. I want to hear his voice. Personal convictions can help us to hear it. The Bible says this, search out your salvation with fear and trembling. We need to search it, folks. God, how do I draw closer to you? Very quickly, another thing is that can help us reduce the noise, kind of in the same vein, is choosing to fast. You don't hear a lot about fasting. Fasting and praying, but choosing to fast can open up a channel for us to reduce the noise in our life and hear the voice of God. There's something very spiritual that happens when we make the choice to fast. Jesus said, not if you fast, but Jesus talked about when you fast. He, he, that is something that, that I think he believes should be a part of our spiritual walk with him. Fasting is essentially giving up food or something else for a period of time to focus our heart and mind more deeply upon God. It's an intentional, intentional attempt to reduce the noise and pursue him. Now, for, for those of you who, who, who heard me say, give up food and I lost you, just come back for just a minute, all right? Because it doesn't just have to be food. In my experience, though, when I have fasted a meal, or I've fasted a day or a few days when I've made a choice to set food aside, or I, I've said I'm only gonna eat certain types of food for an extended period of time, and I'm gonna focus my, my, intention, my uh, attention upon God. When I have done that, I will say this, that I've grown more spiritually in those times than I have before. And I've heard the voice of God speak through his word and through his spirit more clearly than any other time. There's something special that happens when we choose to fast and seek God. But it doesn't have to be food. The same is true when we choose to fast things like TV or social media or the newspaper. Think of something that distracts you from God. Think of something that causes noise in your life and say, you know what, for a series of time, I'm gonna lay this aside and I'm gonna use that time to seek the Lord. Our eyes are on so many worthless things. It's no wonder that we don't know or understand the will of God. Because we get so captured by all that's going on around us. No wonder we miss the opportunities that Christ places before us to share his love with others because we get so captivated by all of the noise in our life. We need to reduce the noise. I've asked Kendra to come this morning and help me. Kendra came home a few weeks ago with the most ridiculous contraption I have ever seen in my entire life. And I said, you know what, if you're gonna buy that, I'm gonna make you wear it in front of everybody. I didn't really say that, but I am gonna make her wear it in front of everybody. Show them what it is. <clears throat> her phone, if you can't see it, her phone is right here. 
And this contraption goes around her neck so that she can have in her face, and hands, it's a hands-free device, she tells me, so that she can have her hands free to do other things and still be able to what? Watch Netflix and, and FaceTime your boyfriend and those kinds of important things, right? If you think this is a ridiculous contraption, oh, you won't do it, will you? Because it's Kendra. It's a ridiculous contraption. And I'll tell you, it doesn't work because she said, oh, I have my hands free to do things like, you know, clean my room. So this is Friday. Yeah, it ain't working. <laughs> she did not know that was going to be up there. Oh, yeah. It ain't working. Clean now. She did clean it yesterday, but that was Friday. It's ridiculous. Now stay here with me. Now, when I saw this, she brought this home. Like, you know, it's just how my mind works. But she's got this on, and she's showing it to me, and we're kind of laughing about it. Go put it back on. <laughs> we're laughing about it. And I thought, isn't that just the way the enemy works in our lives? Right? So many things that create noise wind up right in front and center. Right in front and center. Our hearts and our minds are captivated by whatever is going on in the moment almost all the time. And that's what gets the bulk of our attention. Oh, we're doing other things. But these are the things that capture our heart and our mind. Why aren't we pursuing the voice of God the way we pursue so many other things in our life? I wonder which better describes our life. This is why I had you stay. This... This, leave that one up there, Daryl. The next one, please. Does this better describe our pursuit of God? Or does this? Is our heart out before God saying, God, I desire, I seek after you. Lord, my desire today is to hear your voice, to know your will, to understand what it is that you want to speak through me. God, help, help in all the voices that are going to be poured into my mind today, God. Would you, would you help me to hear your voice speak through them? And Lord, the things that aren't of you, would you help those to just kind of just, just, just find their way down and, and, and the things that you know that I need to do? God, would you just speak it to my life? Or are we so captivated by all of the stuff going on around us that we can't even hear the voice of God. We can't even see him because we've got all of the stuff in the way. Oh God, would you put us on a pursuit? Thank you. God, would you put us on a pursuit of you that is so real and so alive and so vibrant? God, would you, would you help your voice to be amplified when it needs to be amplified? And God, would you help me to, to reduce the noise in my life so that I can hear you every moment of every day? I might not be able to be in a posture physically that his hands outstretched and is dealing before you, but God, let the posture of my soul never change. Let the posture of my soul always be hands outstretched, word of God open, looking to you for everything that I need. Oh God, make it so in my life. I hope that's your prayer today. I hope that's your desire. I hope that you will, that you will cast off the things that are, that are causing so much noise in your life, whatever they are, and begin to grow like never before in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that begins by pursuing more of his voice in our ear. I'd like for you to stand with me if you would this morning and bow your heads. 
Pastor Nathan's going to come. Heavenly Father, as we quiet ourselves in this moment, as we tune our hearts to the voice of your Spirit, as we quiet ourselves and lay down the worthless things that may be capturing, trying to capture our mind even now, I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us in this moment. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help us to be honest and open with you. Lord, I believe that your Spirit is speaking. I believe that you're beginning to say, you know, if you would just, you could hear me more. If you would just, you could understand what I want to share with you. And Lord, whatever's in that blank, I just pray today that we would seek you, that we would come before you, that we would say, Lord, have your way in me, and that we would pursue you today. Let your voice be heard, I pray in Jesus' name.